What? If you are confused, no, you are not listening to a super cool new song on a road trip with all of your windows down. You actually just heard the new theme song or theme music to this podcast. I paid for it, so it's ours now. Isn't that awesome? Welcome back to And That's True. I'm your host, Sarah, and I'm so sorry that I haven't spoken to you in such a long time. I don't really have a good excuse other than that. I was busy and life's been crazy. I was in Tampa. I got turned around to go home, was living home in Pittsburgh for a little while, got turned around to Fresno, California. I was doing some ministry work out there and that was so amazing. If you're one of my friends from Fresno and listening, I miss you and I miss it there. But my time in Fresno has ended and I am journeying home to Pittsburgh and making a couple of super fun stops along the way. So I'm I'm in Seattle right now. Next week, I will be in Arizona, and then we're going to go through Colorado with some friends, and then shortly after, I'll probably land back in Pittsburgh. But this episode isn't about me, um, and you're actually not even going to be hearing from me today. You're going to be hearing from one of my best, best, best friends, Sunny. And a fun fact about Sunny is that she actually inspired the name of this podcast, and that's true is an inside joke between us, and it has just kind of stuck around for all these years and become part of our everyday speech. So you'll probably hear us say it in the episode. We'll be like, and that's true, and that's true. And now that you are a listener of this podcast, guess what? You get to be a part of the inside joke. So welcome. I have to give you a heads up. It's a long one. So if you are going on a road trip, I recommend saving it for that or breaking it up or just saving it for when you have a lot of time set aside. But it is jam-packed with good wisdom and good advice. So I encourage you to stick around anyways. Another disclaimer is uh, that Sunny and I, we recorded this episode while on separate coasts. So she was on the East Coast, I was on the West Coast, and we had to use an app that you call into to record the episode. So we're both speaking out of our AirPods, and I apologize, the quality just isn't that great. It just kind of sounds like a phone call, though. So if you want to join us, if you want to be a part of this call, I would just encourage you to keep listening. Alrighty, everyone. Hello and welcome back. Uh, sorry I've ghosted you for like the last three months and have not put any content out. I, uh, I told the people if I don't have anything to say, I'm just not going to say anything, uh, which maybe wasn't the best approach given that several of you have reached out asking when you'd hear from me next. Well, here I am. And guess what? You're not even going to hear from me. Actually, I have a very special guest with us today. Her name is Sunny LeBron, formerly Sunny Shaw. She just got married at the beginning of this year, which is amazing. And I was, I had the honor of being in her wedding. Um, and Sunny is a very special friend to me because, well, we've known each other for a long time. We've known each other for 13 years. And also, Sunny's actually um, a friend that, in a way, she she led me to the Lord um, when we were in high school. She invited me to some youth services and everything, and um, that was a really pivotal point in my life. But Sunny is great. Everybody should get themselves a Sunny if you can find one. You can't have mine, That's though. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that is beautiful. So, Sunny, why don't you tell them how we met? 
because you tell the story you know, so much better than me. <laughs> 13 years ago, that is a really long time. That's that's mm-hmm. like half of our life ago, if you think about it. It really um, is. I just turned 25, so. Which is crazy. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's insane. And Sarah and I, we actually met, um, we were in seventh grade, and we were in the same science class. And we were paired together for some sort of project. I can't remember if it was about leaves or if it was about seeds, but it was something like that. And the project was that, yeah, something about nature. And we had to make a PowerPoint. But, you know, 13 years ago, that was before everyone didn't just have PowerPoint (laughs) on their family's desktop computer. Like PowerPoint costs. Back then, it cost like $100 or something like that to have on your computer, if I remember correctly. And we didn't, my family didn't have that. And so Sarah and I, we we met up in town at this pumpkin festival. And we hung out. We we had a good time at the festival. And then we walked all the way to the community library. And that's that's back 13 years ago when the world was safe and you could just, you know, little girls <laughs> could walk two miles. Little girls right. could just walk two miles to the library. And it, our parents didn't, they didn't seem Think to anything. care, but we did the project. Yeah, we did it at the library and we probably we got probably put it. We probably put it on a floppy. <laughs> we probably did. We took it to the <laughs> school and we presented it. And, you know, the rest is history. We've been friends ever since. Yeah. And we definitely got an A because if we would have failed, we would have been mad at each other. We would have thought that girl's an idiot. That's the true. Reason I, and the reason I failed. So it's because of her. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Quite the opposite happened, though, obviously. And here we are. So here we are today. A couple months ago, Sunny and I were planning to do this recording um, and she had sent me notes, but I think it's changed a little bit and it's it really doesn't matter because I didn't even read the first note she sent me. So I don't even fully know right. exactly what we're going to be talking about, <laughs> but that's, that's okay. Totally okay. Cause Sunny, I know that you're excellent. Um, Sunny is an alumni alumnus. I don't know. She graduated sure. from river Bible Institute in Tampa, which is an intense Bible college program. So you know <laughs> what you're getting today is going to be good. I can promise you that. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Um, I wanted to, um, I guess, just start by saying that I I wanted to talk about a passage from the Old Testament. But um, sometimes I think the Old Testament can can get a bad rap because people think often that, you know, they shy away from reading the Old Testament because they think it's boring or it's slow or they don't see, you know, apply to them. But I actually, I wanted to start out um, just by, by reading a verse from, from Romans chapter 15, verse four. And I think Paul, you know, so beautifully put it in a way that we, we do need to keep in mind. Um, He said in chapter Romans 15, four says for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. And so that it's, it's these stories of, of the old Testament that we, 
we we need them we need to learn learn the lessons that that are that are within these stories Mm -hmm. it's um it's it's integral for for our growth as a believer to um be well acquainted with the stories of the old testament and um to kind of piggyback onto that even in in second timothy um second timothy 3 16 and 17 even says that all scripture is god breathed and it's useful for teaching rebuking correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of god can be thoroughly equipped for every good work so it's all scripture god breathed the old and the new testament so without without a knowledge and an understanding of the old testament we can't even be thoroughly equipped as a believer we need it and i've heard um you know even sarah and i have discussed before that because you know the old testament is so it's so saturated in that mid-eastern ancient culture that Mm -hmm. so often we think that we're so far removed from from that. How could it possibly, how could any of this possibly apply to my life? Yeah. But what what I would what I would say to that is that not only is the Old Testament, it is stories that we we need to know and learn, but it's everything in the Old Testament is symbolism and that we we can and should be applying to our to to our everyday life for instance i'm going to speak out of a um a passage from the 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 book of exodus which is actually my favorite book of the bible um which sometimes people are surprised to find out um (laughs) (laughs) that exodus is my favorite book but it's because it's it's so beautifully written and in this particular chapter, we have Israel, which is symbolism. Israel is symbolism for the body of Christ and the believers. So as a believer, when you see Israel in the Old Testament, you can put yourself into their shoes. We have the wilderness, which is symbolism for the journey that you're on as a believer. We have in this story, Egypt. And Egypt is symbolism of the life that God has brought you out of. That's Egypt. And we have Pharaoh. Pharaoh would be symbolism for the enemy. And so all of it, it's a much bigger picture. It's not just a story where you read and you learn what happened. We can actually put ourselves into these people's shoes or their and their sandals. It's actually these stories are gifts from the Lord um, because like, like you were talking about in second Timothy, um, <clears throat> these are for our good. These are to develop us as believers, as sons and daughters. Um, and so, yeah, not only is it important that you know this for any reason other than it's for your good and it's, and it's a gift from God. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with, you know, without further ado, 
I want to get get into the the passage. It's Exodus chapter 13. And I'm going to start from verse 17. And this is actually, it's a story that, you know, most people would know. You might not even have to be a Christian to know this story just because it's such a so well known. It's the the Israelites and the Moses and the Red Sea. Most people have at least heard of it somehow that somehow, the Israelites, yeah. that God parted the sea and the Israelites walked through the water. But I actually, I want us to talk about it in a way that a lot of times we don't talk about it. And so instead of talking about, you know, the crossing of the Red Sea, I want to talk about the lead up to the Red Sea. Because we don't, you know, I never really heard anybody talk about that growing up. I never knew why the Israelites were at the Red Sea and how they got there. And I just... I never knew. So this was actually something that um, the Lord had shown me several years back. So before I start reading the passage, I just want to give a bit of brief context so we know what we're working with here. So the, the Israelites, they had been enslaved in Egypt for 400 years at this point. And so God had told a man named Moses that he was going to take him and the rest of the Israelites out of Egypt to the promised land. And that Moses was to go and tell Pharaoh to let the people go. So Moses went and told Pharaoh, let the people go. And Pharaoh said, no, Moses went back. He kept saying, no, no, no. And then finally Pharaoh agreed. Yes, you can go get out of here you can go to the promised land, just get out, basically. And so we pick up here in Exodus chapter 13, verse 17. I'm going to start reading. It says, When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though it was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. Verse 18, so God led the people around by the desert road towards the Red Sea. And then I'm going to jump down for the sake of time to chapter 14, verse 1. It says, and then the Lord said to Moses, tell the Israelites to turn back and encamp near Pi-Haran between Migdal and the sea. They are to encamp by the sea directly opposite to Baal-Zephon. Verse 3, Pharaoh will think the Israelites are wandering around the land in confusion, hemmed in by the desert, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will pursue them, but I will gain glory for myself through Pharaoh and all his army, and the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. Wow. So, that is, that is just powerful. And I just want to take a second. Tell the people why, know, honey. Tell them why it's Tell powerful. them. I have to tell them why. You have to tell them. So I have to. I have to tell the people. Thank you, Sarah. Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk for a minute about what's going on here and how sometimes things in life might look like a huge setback to us. But possibly, maybe, just maybe, it could have been the Lord setting you up this whole time 
And so the first thing I want us to take a look at, my first point, point number one, this is very important to understand, is that sometimes the Lord will take us the long way around to protect us from things that we cannot see. Yeah. So let's jump back to verse 17 and 18. It says, when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though it was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the desert road towards the sea. And so it's important to realize that the, the Israelites, they weren't able to see the opposition that was in the Philistine country. So the Philistine country, that was like another country full of like, like a war, warriors, like battle. Danger. Have been in there. Yeah. Danger. Yes, danger. Yeah. <laughs> but there was, there was a route through the Philistine country that was much shorter that would have taken them to where they were, where they were supposed to go. So the Israelites, you know, from their point of view, they're trudging along through the wilderness, just wanting to be in their promised land and wondering why they're not there yet. But I mean, as usual, as usual, God actually knew something that they did not know. As usual. <laughs> as yeah. usual. As usual, God knew some, knows something we don't know. So he yeah, knew that if so they awkward. were to go. Yeah. <laughs> God knew that if, if the Israelites would have went the shorter way through the Philistine country, that the opposition would have been so intense that they would have literally sent them running back to Egypt. Right, right. back where they started. Right. Right back where they started. So a lot of th times, you know, the Lord is doing things and we, we think it should be happening differently or we think it should be going quicker. But there's, there's other things going on that he's, he's protecting us from what we can't see. I actually, I have this, there was this time years ago, I, I worked at a Chipotle and I didn't work at this Chipotle because I just had a passion for filling <laughs> bowls with rice. rice Come on, and beans. Yes, you did. No, no, I like to eat <laughs> it, but <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I just work. <laughs> we love to eat it, but we don't right. love to work there. I just work there because they were the only people that would hire me. And I worked there for almost a year, believe it or not. And there was this one time I was closing up. It was late at night and I was mopping the floor at Chipotle. And I was complaining, you know, within myself, I was complaining because I had, you know, I had applied at so many other jobs. I had had interviews at other jobs and I wanted to get out of there so bad and work somewhere else. And so I was just like, oh, I just don't understand why I'm still here working at this Chipotle. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And it was like the world stopped spinning. My world, at least, stopped spinning at that moment and i i knew as clear as day the lord spoke to me and said sonny you have no idea what i protected you from and i was like i was shook in that moment i was literally in I was shook. yeah yeah that happened to me while i was mopping the floor 
And so if you need a word from God, go to Chipotle. Yeah, just go to Chipotle if you need a word from God. (laughs) (laughs) I was shook in that moment, you know, that the Lord told me, you know, so basically I didn't want to be working at Chipotle anymore. I wanted to be already off somewhere else, but God said, nope, you don't even know what I protected you from. And so in that moment, I was like, oh my goodness, Lord, I am so sorry. Thank you. That was, what can you say other than... Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, just like me in that moment, maybe, maybe you see where you need to go. You see where you want to be. You see it in the distance and you feel like it's been taking you too long to get there. You feel like you should be there by now. You feel like you're past whatever you're doing. You're past this, but you know, you don't know the kind of opposition that you might face if you took a shortcut to get to where you feel like you need to go. You don't know, you know, the temptation, the opposition, whatever. It could be so intense that it sends you right back to where you came from. And now you got to start from scratch because you're trying to take a shortcut on God. Yeah. And so, yeah, we can't be, we, we just can't. So we can't be discouraged when things aren't moving as fast as they should. Everything is just fine. But what I should say is that everything is just fine. If you've been doing your best, you've been following the leading of the Holy Spirit to this point, and you're doing it the best you know how to do, then you are just fine. This is a message. This is a message to Christians. If you are not a Christian, and you are not following the leading of God, this message does not apply to you because you're not being led by the Holy Spirit. Right. And so... You know, I'll give you a, and we'll, we'll deal with that at the end. If you're not a Christian, you just hang on. Just hang, hang on till the end. Enjoy we'll give, the we'll ride. give you an opportunity. Yeah, just listen to what I'm saying. And you just hang on till the end. We'll, we'll address that at the end. But this is, this is for Christians who have been following the leading of the Holy Spirit. This isn't for people who've been making bad decisions. And now you're in mm-hmm. trouble because of your bad decisions. Right. I just want to <laughs> preface that. <laughs> Yeah, we'll bring someone else on for that. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So just follow the leading of the Lord. Just just follow his leading. Just trust him that he has you in the right place. The Bible actually says that the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. So if you've been made righteous in Christ, if you are the righteousness of God in Christ, then your steps are being ordered by him. And he has you right where he wants you to be. And he has a greater plan. So you haven't been set back because the Lord is actually, he's been setting you up to win this whole time. So, you know, sometimes the Lord takes us the long way around to protect us from what we cannot see, which leads me into point number two. My second point is that there are no dead ends with God. God will never, ever lead you to a dead end, Mm -hmm. regardless of how things look in the natural. In chapter 14, verse 2, the Lord actually tells the Israelites to encamp by the sea. It was God who led them to that place. The Israelites weren't wandering around the wilderness lost. Actually, the Lord was leading them, and they were following the Lord. 
And so he wasn't, he didn't lead them out to die in the wilderness. He was, he was leading them for a, he was taking them on the path. He took them for a very specific reason. And just imagine, um, imagine if a parent took their kid and they took their kid somewhere, they dropped them off. They yelled out the window, good luck, kid, and they drove away and never came back. Wait, that's happened to somebody. I don't know who, but not me. Somebody. <laughs> I'm sure, surely that's happened. Yeah, maybe someone, but that is like, that is an absurd thought. Even a bad parent wouldn't do that. Right. You know what I mean? Good Even luck, bad kid. parents wouldn't drop their kid off and never come back ever. You would have to be psychotic to do something like that. Right. Well, some some people have those psychotic parents. But sorry, go on. Go on. It's okay. You know, if if it would be so absurd for a parent to do that to their kid, drop them off somewhere and never come back. Why why are we so quick to think that God dropped us off in a situation and then left the scene and now we have to figure it out for ourselves? Right. You know, human nature, we're so so quick to think I'm all on my own here. We think we have to, you know, it's crazy. But that is not, that's not how it works. You know, the Lord actually said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So even though sometimes things in the natural can look quite terrible. um, You can feel quite lost. You can feel quite forsaken. Right. You can. But it was it was actually the Lord that led the Israelites to that very spot by the Red Sea. And he led them there on purpose. It wasn't a re- it wasn't a rescue mission. A lot of times we it, it kind of can seem like without this context of how they got to the Red Sea, it's like like God had to part the water like he had no other choice. He had to part the sea so they could cross and escape. But the Israelites, they were not, they were not escaping from the Egyptians when you look at it, the bigger picture. He led them to the Red Sea because when we look back at the passage, God had a plan from start to finish, from start to finish. He didn't lead them through the Philistine country, and he had a plan all the way down to the end that he would gain glory for himself and that the Egyptians would know who the real God is. And so we need to realize that uh, the Lord's not taking us to a dead end. Sometimes in life, I can't even tell you how many times I thought, oh my gosh, this is it this time. How am I going to get out of this one? <laughs> too many times. Too many times. But here That's I too am. Fresh, here sorry. we are today. That's too fresh. Here we are. <laughs> too fresh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I've Good thought day. that a lot of times. I have many times thought, I don't know how I'm ever going to get past this. I remember when I was in my, you know, early in my college years, and I had to pay rent. My rent was like $300. And <laughs> it sounds like a dream now. We laugh that about sounds that like, now, yeah. That sounds like pocket change to me now. $300 that's, for rent, wow. chump change nowadays but, for rent. But let me... Yeah, but let me tell you, at the time, oh, I was scraping every month to get $300 to pay my rent. And I thought, how will I ever move up in life when I can't even barely pay this $300 rent? But let me tell you, 
$300 now to me, that's like a joke. $300 rent. What? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but at the, it was so hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel at the time. But, you know, even in those moments, you know, God had a plan, even in those moments to, to bring me out and bring me higher in life. So we can't, we refuse to believe that you ever at a dead end. We can't allow ourselves to ever believe that. There's no dead ends with God. He's never leading you to a dead end. Right. Which. Yeah. As believers. If, if, how could. How could as, like, as believers. How could we believe. That the Lord is. Bringing us to a dead end. Or to our destruction. When what 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 he has said. To bring glory for himself. What glory does it bring to the Lord to destroy his own people who he says he loves? Exactly. Right. It's inconsistent. You have, you have to believe in tandem with the word of God. It has to be consistent. It's just not in his character. So yeah, no dead ends. You're absolutely right. And it says in the word, he said in the word, I know the plans that I have for you. Mm -hmm. Plans. Which implies that he's already made the plans. He already knows what the plan is. He's not making up a plan. You might feel like you're making it up as you go along. But God is not making it up as you go along. Right. He said, I know the plans I have for you. They are plans to prosper you. Not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Right. So he has a plan. They know that. They know that. People know that scripture. But they got to get it in their heart. And they got to start walking it out. So That's true. You have to let that really transform you. You have to believe it. Truly. So this all transitions us into my third point, which is my favorite point. My very favorite point. Point number three is that it's a trap. Come on, Sonny. <laughs> it's a trap, Sarah. <laughs> But listen, listen, it's a trap, but the trap is not for you. The trap is for the enemy. Listen to this. Chapter 14, verses three and four. This is what God said. He said, Pharaoh will think the Israelites are wandering around the land in confusion, hemmed in by the desert. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart. He will pursue them, but I will gain glory for myself through Pharaoh and all his army. And the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So God was taking the Israelites all this strange way through the desert so that Pharaoh would think, oh, they don't know where they're going. They have no idea what's going on. They're lost. You know what? We just lost all of our servants. We need someone to come back here and build these pyramids for us let's we're going back to get them we just lost all of our free help basically basically let's go out and get them they don't know what they're doing they don't know where they're going this is going to be easy job for us we're going to go out and get them and we're bringing them back here but god had another plan listen the lord knew what he was doing even though things did not look good things looked very bad for the israelites in the natural listen on one side of them They have an ocean. On the other side of them, their enemies are charging towards them to take them back into slavery. That is not good. That is not a good look. 
anyone would naturally start to panic in that situation. (laughs) However, (laughs) naturally, however, what is so important that we, we must realize about this passage is that in this situation, there was never for a moment any real danger. Tell us why. There was never any real danger because the Lord was setting them up. It looked very dangerous. Like I said, ocean on one side, enemies on the other side. They're either going to drown in the ocean or they're going back to slavery. It looks very bad. But because it was the Lord that led them to that situation, he had a plan the whole time. So maybe we need to do a little consideration of our, consider our own lives. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, if you've been following the Lord to the absolute best of your ability, you've been following the leading of the Holy Spirit, maybe you don't have that many problems. Maybe they just look like problems to you. It looks like a problem, but it's not a problem because the Lord is the one leading you along the way. Listen, thanks be to God. He always gives us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, having the Israelites encamp near the, put their camp near the Red Sea, it was genius. That was the, that was bait on a hook for the Egyptians. Mm-hmm. The Egyptians thought, the Egyptians thought they were going to press the Israelites up against the sea, capture them and take them back into slavery. But what actually happened in the end of the story? God used the Red Sea to drown the Egyptians. So what I'm trying to say is that the thing that the enemy thought he was going to use to take out the Israelites, God actually used to take out the Egyptians. So what does this all mean? The very thing that the enemy thinks he's going to use to take you out, God is going to use that to take out your enemy and propel you forward into the next level of your life. And that's true. And that's a word. That's true. Yeah, it is true. It is true. The the Egyptians thought they're going to press the Israelites against the sea and take them back into slavery. What happened? God split the Red Sea. The, The Israelites walked through the sea on dry ground. And then that very sea, the Egyptians thought they were going to, pressed the Israelites up against, they were drowned in that sea and died. They died and their bodies washed up on the shore. Consider that. And the Israelites, they were off scot-free into the next level of their life. So what are these things, you know, that we feel like, what are these situations that seem so impossible? We feel like I'll never get past this. I'll never get through this. Why Why is this happening to me? I'm just, you feel like you're being so held up. You're being so set back. What are these situations to God? When in reality, if you've been following his leading and trusting him, he's setting you up to move to the next level of your life. And all, all he's asking to do, you to do is live every day in obedience to him and, and believe him that he has a plan for your life. That believe him that he has a plan to take you to the next level. That's all that's required. He has a plan to take you higher. All you have to do is believe him. 
right? And we've talked about that on this podcast. Belief is not, you know, this, I mean, you know, the scriptures, you can quote the scriptures, you can read the scriptures, but until it kicks your butt into motion, into moving in a direction, whether you understand that direction or not, if it's, if it's guided, if it's prompted by the voice of the Lord, by the Holy Spirit, by his word, that's all you have to do. That is your belief. It's absolutely and true. And that's all you have to do. That's all we have to have faith in God. It's in you. You can only please God if you have faith in him. You have to have faith to believe. What is what is faith? The Bible says in, in the book of Hebrews, it says faith is the evidence. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. Hebrews chapter yeah. <laughs> 11. Because I need to Hebrews chapter 11. You're absolutely right. <clears throat> Faith is, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. You have to, you have to be assured even what you can't see. You have, you have to believe God has a plan for your life. Even when you can't see what's going on in the natural, you can't understand it in the natural. You have to believe even though you can't see it. Right. And you know how you increase that belief? Hebrews 11 is fun because right after that verse, the scripture lists off examples of people who believed, who walked by their their belief, by their faith. And you see them leveling up. You see their victory. Um, You're absolutely right. And so, yeah, again, tying the, you know, the front end of this to where we are now, it's these stories and it's, it's what's written in the bible literally um that causes you to believe that helps you believe and again just what a gift what a gift and you you know we're we're blessed we're the ones who are really truly blessed because when the israelites were going through the desert they didn't have a bible to read or really any they didn't have an example (laughs) to go off of they were the example they're they're going (laughs) off of moses yeah they are the example we, we need to cut them a little slack. I think a lot of times we're really rough on the Israelites. Like, what a bunch of idiots. I can't believe they didn't trust God. <laughs> well, they were the first ones to ever to have to trust God. Right. Fair. <laughs> and that's They true. were the first ones. They didn't have a Bible to read, but we do. So we truly, we have, we don't have an excuse. We've got, when it yeah. it comes to, it's, we don't have an excuse. You know, what does it say? Um, Hebrews, let's, you know, Hebrews chapter 12, chapter 12, verse one, it says right here, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, that cloud of witnesses, that's, you know, all these, these men and women of faith who have gone before us, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. You know, so all these these wonderful men and women of old who went before us, they set this beautiful example for us. You know, let us, they're cheering us on. They're cheering yeah. us on so that we can, we can run our race and, you know, throw off all those things that hinder us, whatever that could be different for everybody you know yeah whether that's fear insecurity worry 
worry, whatever, whatever it is, different sins. And we need to, you know, move forward with perseverance. And we need to fix our eyes ahead of us. We need to fix our eyes on Jesus, not on the situation, not on whatever, whatever you think the enemy's doing or whatever you think people think about you. We need to fix our eyes on Jesus and just keep moving. Keep it moving. Wow, Sonny. That's a word for me, for sure. So, if you're listening, go ahead. No, nothing. You go go on, Sarah. Right. All I was going to say is, if you're listening and you feel stuck, you feel set up, just do the next thing, the next right thing that you know the Lord would have you to do. And, uh, yeah, Sonny, is there anything else? Anything else you had in your notes? All I could possibly add to this is, like I said, this message, it only applies to you if you're a born-again Christian with the indwelling presence of God leading you on the inside. And if you've, if you've never, if you cannot pinpoint a moment that you have made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, and you have not re- repented of your sins and asked Him to come into your heart, you need to do that today. Time is short. You you right. can't waste another day of your life without Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you have so, no leveling up to do without. You are well, yes, you will only level down. Right. The Bible says that sin is pleasurable for a season, but in the end it leads to destruction. So maybe you think, oh, everything's good for me. Well, in the end it will lead to destruction. And if you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, then you need to do that today. It's very simple. All you would need to do is pray pray this very simple prayer and just mean it mean it from your heart. If you've never done that, all you need to do is pray, Lord Jesus, come into my heart and forgive me of my sins. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. I believe that you died on the cross and I believe that you rose from the dead. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And thank you, Lord, for saving me today. Thank you that I'm on my way to heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And, you know, the glory of a podcast is you can actually rewind if you miss that. And you can say that prayer today, the day that you're listening to this too. Absolutely. Um, and re- hey, reach out to us. Yeah. If you let said us the know. prayer, we definitely want to know. Let us know. Yeah. We're not going to leave you there. Once you say that prayer, you're on a whole nother journey and we're on it with you. That's so, true. you know, I'll leave um, all of Sunny's info and my info, like our social media and stuff in the podcast description. We would love to know if you prayed that prayer. Absolutely. Yeah, Sunny. That was excellent. Thank you. That was well, thank you. Me. Thank you for having me on, Sarah. Thank you. It blessed me. You know, if it didn't bless anyone, at least it blessed me. <laughs> at least it blessed you. Yeah. Blessed me all over again. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, we'll have you back because, again, I, uh, you know, I, I, I haven't been doing much. But um, it's going to be, <laughs> thankfully, Sunny called me a couple weeks ago. Or no, like a week ago, I think. And was like, she woke me up. We're on separate coasts right now. She's on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. But she she woke me up and she was like, Sarah, 
what happened to your podcast? And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? She was like, you haven't put anything out. I'm like, I know, Sonny, I know. Um, but yeah, she's such a blessing to me because she was like, well, you know, I got things to say. And I was like, say them, tell the people, <laughs> tell the people. So we're going to have more people on uh, coming up. And the next guest will likely be somebody that actually met through Sunny. So if you thought she was excellent, we got a network. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. We've got a network of people. Thank you again, Sunny. Thank you all for listening. And we will talk Thank to you, you soon. Yep. And that's true. And that's true. All right. Bye.